You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. often cracks at the beginning of these podcast episodes and I sound like I'm going through puberty. Um, Welcome back to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am, well, happy Monday. As you're listening to this, it will be Monday. I am currently recording this on the Thursday before. Um, I have been, for this season of the podcast, I've been recording these episodes more in real time, which has been interesting because on all of the, well, most of the, actually, yeah, all of the previous seasons, we had a lot of guests. So it was really difficult to record in real time because we had to make sure that our schedules synced up and whatnot. So it's been interesting to record more in real time. It's been a little bit difficult because it's obviously a lot easier to launch a season when like pretty much all of the episodes are recorded and you don't have to worry about making time for it each week but I've liked the schedule that it's kept me on and it's held me accountable to it which has been nice. Um, I am recording this before I leave this afternoon. I have to leave in a few hours to go to the airport because I'm flying into New York with my husband. We're going to a wedding in Pennsylvania so I'm really excited to be in the cold weather here in South Carolina. We don't, we just, just doesn't hit the same. Um, I think it's like, uh, what is it right now? It's like, oh my God, it's, <laughs> it's 73 degrees outside right now in the middle of January. Um, we just keep getting these cold bursts. Like it'll be like 70 degrees for a couple days and then it'll be like 47 degrees. Um, which I love the winter. Winter is by far my favorite season, like fall and winter. And I'm from North Carolina, which doesn't seem like it would be much of a difference from South Carolina, but we experienced the seasons in full effect where I'm from in North Carolina. Snow, ice, freezing cold in the winter, and I loved it and I miss it. It hasn't, doesn't snow here in South Carolina. I'm at I'm near Hilton Head, which is at the very bottom of South Carolina near um, Savannah, Georgia. And it snowed, it snowed one time since I've lived here. And that was in, I think it was in 2017. And we got like a, maybe like half an inch or something of snow, which was really weird having snow on the beach. That was very interesting. (laughs) You don't see that often. But yeah, I really miss the snow, so I'm excited to be in super cold weather. I haven't gone to a wedding in a really long time. Um, I think I was talking about this on the last podcast episode, but I haven't, I don't know. I feel like people go to weddings all the time, and I never go to weddings. Maybe I just don't have many friends. (laughs) But yeah, that will be fun. Anyways, as you are listening to this on January 23rd, We are officially starting DCA, Digital Creatives Academy, which is my 10-week 
technically 11 week because we have a break week program that teaches you all about how to start your online business and become booked out and work with clients. You have access to me. We're on calls all the time. It's an amazing experience. And as of today, I believe we have seven spots left. Um, as you're listening to this, we may have no spots left, although we tend to on welcome week have a couple of spots that end up opening. So if you're interested in joining, you know, on the welcome week, we just have one call and everybody's kind of settling in. So we do still let people in on the welcome week if they really want to get in. So if that's you, I encourage you to head over to my Instagram stories and see what's going on. See if there's any spots that have opened up. We usually also send out an email if you're on my email list. If you're not, I would encourage you to do so because usually my email list gets the first updates about everything and I also open up a lot in my email list and talk about some things that I don't talk about on Instagram. So if you want the tea, get on my email list dude. Um, Okay, so today's episode, I'm really excited about today's episode. I was kind of nervous, to be honest, whenever I was brainstorming the idea for this, because this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time. And it's kind of been festering in me for, I would say, like almost a year, maybe more so within like the last six months or so. But it's... I've been wanting to talk about this and I've felt a little bit nervous about it because I feel like my take on it is a little bit different than a lot of people's take, but I also feel very confident in my take and I know that there's going to be some people that agree with me about it, so. All right, the topic of the day is boundaries and uh, as you can see from the title of this episode, it's called The Problem with Boundaries and I really wanted to... to title this episode in a way that kind of showed the dichotomy of the good and bad of boundaries. So shout out to um, Kaylin and Courtney on my team for helping me brainstorm the title of what today's episode would be called. Um, And I feel like, you know, the title of this kind of inherently suggests that there is something wrong with setting boundaries. And, you know, I don't want... I'm just going to preface this episode by saying that I think boundaries are important and I think that they are healthy and I'm going to show, you know, kind of give some examples of that. But I just want, you know, anyone who is like on the boundaries train, I don't want you thinking that I'm coming at you with a pitchfork being like, don't have boundaries. But I think that there are definitely inherently some problems with with boundaries and not necessarily, I guess not necessarily within boundaries themselves, but within how we set them sometimes. So I'm going to expand on that more as well, but let's just dive in. So over the past, you know, I started my business in 2020 and I think that the boundaries conversation has been happening for a while, but over the last year or so, I I think it's just completely skyrocketed and the conversation surrounding boundaries, not only in your personal life, you know, your relationships, whether that is with your partner or your parents or your friends, but also within business and working with clients or working with students or even the boundaries you set with yourself in terms of how much you're going to work compared to how much you're going to relax or having a good balance with that. And, you know, I think that a lot of that has stemmed from the fact that over the past few years, 
I guess maybe five years, but especially within the last three years or so, the perceptions around mental health have changed a lot for the better. And I think that mental health, you know, communication, self-care, we've all learned so much more about those topics within the past few years and what that means for us or why our behavior indicates a certain thing that is unresolved within us or why having a work-life balance is so important, why setting boundaries and so is so important. And, you know, setting limits in order to not overextend ourselves has grown the knowledge that we have around that and the importance or the value that we place upon it and i'm going to reiterate again that that is not a bad thing the fact that those conversations have happened have allowed so many people to look more inwards and to maybe talk about things that they were afraid to talk about or work through certain traumas that they had or learn how to deal with certain situations that were really difficult with them or learn how to deal with family members that they didn't get along with or who were abusive etc so all of that is a good thing and you know as with any good thing sometimes you can have too much of it in certain ways Um, I think that, you know, I'm not speaking about mental health or self-care or work-life balance, but with boundaries in particular, I do feel as though it has gotten a bit out of hand. (laughs) So let me explain what I mean by that, because I've had to, you know, set boundaries myself and going to a therapist really helped me with this. And the first situation that I recall or think of specifically surrounding this is with my mom. And if you've ever, you know, heard me, if you've listened to the podcast a lot, then you may have heard me talk about this or, you know, at some point on an Instagram live or something, I've opened up about it. And, you know, it's, it's difficult for me because I really would love to share my experience surrounding that more in depth. But there's this, you know, weird feeling of I want to respect people's privacy and how do you open up about what you've gone through while also trying to keep that privacy or you know be respectful and I also know that my mom looks at a lot of my stuff so I try to you know be respectful in that way but my mom struggles with, you know, a lot of mental health issues and there was, you know, definitely a lot of emotional abuse and verbal abuse that came out of that throughout my whole childhood that affected me severely to the point that, you know, at times I didn't want to be alive. I, you know, dealt with a lot of self-harm, which I've also opened up about. I have had night terrors and nightmares since I was like 14 still have them, which is so fun. (laughs) Um, And that has affected me so, so severely because, you know, I don't think that it's kind of a tangent, but I don't, I think it's indescribable unless you've experienced it. The feeling that is, that is not having a relationship with your mom or desperately wanting to have that mother-daughter relationship and it just not being available to you, it's utterly heartbreaking and I think that you know anyone who has been in a situation where they've experienced trauma or any type of abuse can understand or resonate with the feeling of knowing that that is so wrong and being so frustrated with the fact that you still care about that person and you still feel guilty when you have to do things like set boundaries and you know something that I started implementing once I started going to a therapist was setting really 
strict boundaries around communication and what I am willing to talk about or what I am not willing to talk about with my mom or, you know, how often I'm willing to talk to her and also having to regulate boundaries for myself in terms of um, how I respond to things because I am the type of person who will defend my friends and family to the death and that causes me to want to fight back against certain things or want to vindicate people when I know someone is saying something that's untrue about them and sometimes you just have to accept like this person doesn't understand what I'm saying this person struggles with things that are beyond just simple communication and there's no point in me fighting this fight it's a fight that I will not win so I've had to to really rein that in within myself and of course I'm not perfect with it but that's something I've been working on in the past year or so because if I didn't have those boundaries in place with communication and with myself what I'm you know willing to say or what I'm willing to defend etc then not only would it affect me severely and send me kind of spiraling back into feeling like I'm a a child again, but it also affects, you know, my life and my marriage and my family and my ability to work and focus and have clarity and take care of myself. So that is, in my opinion, an example of a, a time when boundaries are very, very, very important for you to set. So kind of going off of that and how this translates to the business space is, you know, I've seen a lot of coaches over the past year or so really start to focus a lot of their content on boundaries and um, targeting that content towards service providers. So virtual assistants, social media managers, online business managers, I just glitched for a second there, copywriters, really anyone who's offering a service. But, you know, I'm kind of specifically talking about virtual assistants, social media managers, Pinterest managers, etc., because that's obviously the majority of who I personally am teaching. Um, And I've seen a lot of rhetoric about how from the beginning, you have to set really, really strict boundaries with your clients. Otherwise, you're going to get taken advantage of and you're going to be burnt out. And while there rings some some truth rings to that, there rings some truth to that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I want to give you an example. So, and I'm coming at this from personal experience. So this is not simply something that I, you know, have a theory on and I'm just kind of spewing about it. But this is real lived experience that I've seen in my business and experienced in my business when I was a VA and have also seen how that translated into the rest of my business to where it's at right now. So an example that I'm going to give you is let's say that that you are a virtual assistant and you are charging hourly packages. So a client books you for a certain amount of hours every week and that is how many hours you're supposed to be working for them so let's say that a client books you up for five hours a week as a virtual assistant whenever you're first starting this is this is usually a problem mostly when you're first starting in your business because you have a a really innate desire in especially in the beginning you know hopefully always, but to please your clients, to make them really happy, to get more clients, to give them an amazing experience, to get referrals from them, to just really knock it out of the park, essentially. And, you know, there are certain situations where a client may take advantage of your time, right? So um, maybe 
in the beginning, let me just backtrack a little bit. In the beginning, when you're a virtual assistant, you oftentimes don't know exactly how tasks are going to translate to hours. So you may, you know, your client may book you for five hours a week and want you to do X, Y, and Z. And you may start working with them and realize, actually, this is way, way more work than is logically possible to complete within five hours a week. And in those scenarios, let me just say that sometimes there are situations where a client may want you to still do all of that work, knowing that it's going to take you longer than they've, they're paying you for. And that is an example of when a boundary could come into play and be, you know, really important to set and a conversation should be had about it. But there also are situations where clients simply don't know as well how tasks translate to time and they're kind of relying on you to be the the kind of gatekeeper of what that looks like for them in their business so oftentimes i would find myself in scenarios in the beginning of my va business where a client had booked me for let's say five hours a week and i had you know a list of things that i was supposed to do and i would oftentimes go a little bit above my package because I wanted to get this thing done for them. I wanted to, you know, really just give them an amazing experience and make them happy and please them and show them the value in what I was doing for them and the impact that that could have on their business. That was my choice. I could have decided to say, hey, you know what, in order for me to do this one last thing to finish up this task, it's gonna take me 30 more minutes outside of my package or an hour outside of my package, therefore I need you to pay me for that. And while that wouldn't necessarily be a wrong thing to do because I think everyone should be compensated for their time, sometimes when you do that and you start to kind of penny pinch your hours or your minutes, it can become an not an uncomfortable situation, but a situation where the client is kind of like, okay, well, you know, you couldn't have just done that one extra thing that was going to take you 15 more minutes or 30 more minutes or whatever. And obviously a client is going to, a good client is going to want to pay you for your time. But I'm talking about from the perspective of you. And I could have easily done that, but would that have benefited me more in the long run than simply just finishing the task and going, you know, 30 minutes over my package, but giving them an amazing experience where they were like, oh my God, I love this so much. This is perfect. I, uh, you know, I'm so glad that I brought you onto my team. And then they potentially give me a referral to someone else. Now, With this in mind, of course, it's important to realize that if this is a regular occurrence, if your client regularly has, you know, an hour and a half more, more worth of work than your package is set for every week consistently, then that's time for a conversation to be had, right? But if this is occasionally happening, I don't think that there is any value in you being like, you have to pay me for that extra 30 minutes. It just doesn't make sense to me because that's not really going the extra mile for them. And ultimately what it's doing is preventing your business from growing. Because, you know, I have many, many examples of when I have 
been more flexible with my boundaries. For example, if I'm on a 30 minute one-on-one call with my student, but we are, you know, deep in a conversation about something and I know what I'm talking about is going to help them. If I need to stay on the call for 10 more minutes, I'm going to do it. No questions asked. And I'm not going to be at the 30 minute mark. Like, okay, well, I have to hop off now, even though we're in the middle of this conversation and this specific thing I'm telling you would help you in your business. I'm going to go the extra mile, right? Because that the value of the experience that that's going to leave on that person who's on the other end of that call is far more valuable than what they could monetarily give me for that extra 10 minutes. And I think that that is oftentimes what it comes down to is that you have to look at situations and realize that the only valuable thing out there isn't money. Money isn't all that's valuable. There is referrals. There is leaving a lasting impression on someone. There is blowing something out of the park and just making a client so happy with you or a you know student so happy with you that they're raving about you to the people around you and therefore you're getting more clients. You're getting more students signing up for your program. The value in that far exceeds what I could get for that extra 10 minutes of time financially wise or what you could get for your extra 30 minutes added to your package for the work that you've done for your client. I've experienced this many, many times. Whenever I was a VA, I remember a specific situation when I was working with one of my clients and she was in the middle of a launch. So she had started a you know um, jewelry business and then also kind of like an e-commerce business that went hand in hand with the jewelry business that was like a clothing, uh, kind of like a merch line essentially. And I had set all of this up for her. I had gotten the ball rolling with it. It was a new experience. I was learning Shopify. This was my second client. So I was still in the learning phase of everything, but I had gotten it all set up. And this was on a Saturday that it launched. It was either Friday or Saturday, but I'm pretty sure that it was a Saturday. And, you know, we were set to go. Everything was launching. It was perfect. I was out by the pool enjoying my time off. You know, I wasn't working that day. And I get a text from my client slightly panicking saying you know i'm getting messages from people saying that their order is giving them an error message and they're not able to place it and obviously my client hadn't done the work to get this set up so she was feeling pretty lost in terms of what she could do to rectify the situation so instead of me being like you know what today's my day off i'm gonna turn on do not disturb and i'll get to this on monday i took 30 45 minutes to go inside to hop on my laptop and figure out what was going on to problem solve the situation and get it fixed for her. And she was so happy and excited that I was able to do that and get it solved because she wouldn't have been able to figure it out herself. And also she would have been losing revenue in her business because of the fact that people weren't able to place orders with her. So the experience that that left on her and the impression that that left on her was so so meaningful and would i have been in the right technically to like i said turn on do not disturb and reply on monday which was my technical working hours sure i could have done that and there would have been no harm right essentially to i wouldn't have been going outside of the scope of my package if i had done that or doing anything wrong but because i went the extra mile she was so pleased with me that i ended up working with her for the rest of my VA time until I, you know, turned full time into coaching. And I also ended up getting around two to three referrals from that one client alone. 
And in addition to this, the revenue that I ended up bringing into my business from those referrals and from steadily working with this client until I switched to coaching full time far outweighed what it would have, what, you know, $40, $50 I would have made had I billed her for that time that I went inside to help her with this, right? So I think you really have to look at every situation with a lot of nuance and not inter in black and white terms because every situation is different. And there's obviously exceptions to this. If a client is consistently taking advantage of your time, then that's a different scenario. But I am typically in favor of if you can do something and you know it's not a big burden to you and it's going to create a lasting impact on your client, it's almost always in your favor to just do it. And so where this kind of comes into play with boundaries is that I know a lot of coaches who would have told me in that moment, no, don't reply to your client. They can figure it out. They can wait until Monday. You've done what you know you need to do. It's Saturday. You're by the pool. You're relaxing. Turn off your notifications and don't respond to your client. And I... I don't know that I'm one of the few, but I may be one of the few who would have a very different opinion than that. Because there will naturally be many situations where you may find yourself in conflict or disagreements or pushing yourself a bit farther than your, you know, quote unquote boundaries. And that is natural. That is a part of life. That's a part of the human experience. And that's ultimately a part of relationships, both personal and work-wise. I think that we often tend to think that boundaries themselves are the key to having conflict-free and disagreeance-free relationships, and I don't think that that's true at all. At the end of the day, I think what actually, you know, prevents these situations where you have to enforce such rigid boundaries is communicating, being really transparent, and setting your expectations up front. That's going to eliminate the need for you to be in situations where you are having to create this boundary and then enforce it with a client or your partner or your friend or your family. An example of this is, you know, if I set the expectation from the beginning with my client, and here is where I see a lot of people go wrong, is that, you know, as a VA, you often feel as though your client is above you and you are below them. And that's not the case. You're a team. And I always position myself that way to my clients. I let them know, hey, this is, you know, a team effort. I want you to feel like I am side by side with you, helping you with these things and being very open open with you and transparent and telling you if something is not working or telling you if I think that there may be a better way for us to do this and trying it out. Oftentimes we are afraid to do that because we're so used to that scenario of boss and employee where you don't want to be disrespectful to your boss by telling them maybe there's a better way to do something, right? And obviously you would never want to be blatantly disrespectful to anyone. But when it comes to clients, I think it's so important that from the beginning you let them know, hey, I'm going to be honest with you whenever something's going wrong or when something could be done better or if there's a system in your business that I think that we can improve. I'm going to be open and honest with you about that, even if it's uncomfortable for one of us, because I want the best for you and your business and I want to help you the best that I can. So, you know, let's say, for instance, you start working with a client and you tell them upfront, you know, 
hey, I just want to let you know my typical working hours are, let's say, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday. And those are the times that I will absolutely be available to you and I will be responsive and I will be working on tasks for you. So if you need anything during those times, definitely reach out and let me know and I will be there for you. If you message me outside of those hours, I do want you to know and to set the expectation that I'm not obligated to reply to you during those times. But if you message me and you know I'm available or I'm still working and there's something that I can help you with, I want you to know that I will do it and I will have your back if I'm available. But I just want to set that expectation up front that I'll go the extra mile as much as I can and as often as I can, but technically my working hours are insert whatever working hours you have you're from the from the get-go setting the expectation with them that you are going to respond within this time frame and if you respond outside of it that's because you want to and because you're able to but you are not expected to right from the beginning this kind of helps you avoid situations where your time may be taken advantage of and your client also knows what to expect and people want to know what to expect whenever they're working with someone that's one of the best things that you can have under your belt is setting expectations from the start instead of developing bad habits with your clients and then having to enforce a really rigid boundary that feels surprising and feels sudden to them because you've been acting completely different before that right another example of this is for instance you know with my digital creatives academy students i'm available to them in slack monday through friday and that's typically during working hours right so around 10 to 5 p.m or so if i set the expectation up front with the dca students that i'm not available you know 24 7 to reply then it's going to solve the problem of me having to enforce that really rigid boundary because i've internally set it from the beginning and oftentimes you know i will go above and beyond and i will reply to a student at 8 p.m or on the weekend if i can or i will you know go out of my way to send them a few voice notes outside of my working hours if they're needing help with something because i care about their success and because because again that leaves a a long-lasting impression on them that makes them realize that i want the best for them and that i want to help them as much as i can and it's also I think whenever someone does that for me, I feel like, wow, this means so much to me that despite, you know, you letting me know that you'll be available during this time frame, you went out of your way to respond to me outside of that, just out of the kindness of your heart to help me. And because of that, that makes me trust you more, that makes me like you more, that makes me more loyal to you in a sense. Um, I've also had situations, you know, this is displayed a lot by my team. And, you know, with um, Kaylin, my online business manager, Kaylin is on a retainer with me, so she doesn't have like a set amount of hours that she works every week. I just pay her a certain amount every month and she does her work. She uses her own schedule. She can take time off whenever she wants. She can work whenever she wants. And I trust her to be able to, you know, control her own schedule while also getting her work done. But I've often gotten messages from her at like 9 p.m. of her while she's still working or, you know, we're launching something and doors close late at night and she is 
it sets a reminder to go in and turn those off so that I don't have to do it or so that, you know, my team doesn't have to do it. And that means more to me than I, I think she could ever know because I'm like, wow, she doesn't technically have to be doing this, but she's doing this because she is loyal to the team and because she's appreciative of her flexible schedule and because she cares about me and she cares about my business. And I've had her in my business for years at this point and, you know, she, I am, I will do anything to keep her on my team because of that work ethic and resourcefulness and extra mile that she displays to me constantly. So at the end of the day, you're going to reap so many more rewards in your business when you do that and when you act in that way. Um, I've unfortunately seen so many service providers take that advice of you have to have strict boundaries from the beginning and it ends up they they kind of prevent their business from growing and shoot themselves in the foot because setting such rigid boundaries where you have no flexibility is a very short-sighted goal or a short-sighted benefit, right? You're benefiting in the sense of, okay, maybe I never have to go out of my way on a Saturday to help my client, or maybe I never have to work past 5 p.m., but it's not helping you long-term in your business growth, which is what everyone ultimately wants. Another example of, in my opinion, a rigid boundary that I've seen some coaches enforce is that, you know, they may um, only set, they only may check Slack or whatever means of communication they use to work with their coaching clients once a day. So let's say they maybe, they maybe check Slack or Voxer or Telegram or whatever they use at 12 p.m. Monday through Thursday. They check it one time a day. And if you message them at 12.30 p.m., well, too bad because they've already checked that messaging app for the day. If I was in that situation and I was paying someone uh, for a service and they didn't respond to me when I messaged them 30 minutes after the set time that they check their communication platforms, that would be frustrating for me if that happened consistently. Or if I was trying to have a conversation with them and ask them questions about something and get clarity on an ongoing situation and they only responded to me once during that day and then said peace out because that's their boundary, that would not make me want to work with them anymore. And I certainly wouldn't recommend them to anyone else either. Because the truth of the matter is if you want to raise your prices, if you want to be a high income service provider or coach, you are going to have to be flexible. You are going to have to go to the, go the extra mile. You are going to have to be in uncomfortable situations. And what I mean by uncomfortable situations is having very open conversations and being transparent and setting expectations because those are all the makings of a great business owner who is getting paid really well. And if you're not implementing those things, then you probably are going to find yourself stuck at either low hourly rates or low income months for a really long time. One of the reasons that I was, you know, ultimately able to grow my income so quickly and grow my hourly rate so quickly and become booked out so quickly and of course, there were many different reasons, but one of those reasons was my client experience and my willingness to be there for them and to help them and to go the extra mile and go out of my way and to solve problems and to respond sometimes out of my working hours. That cultivated such a stronger relationship with them and such a more trusting relationship. And it's two-sided, of course. Your client has to you know, take that with grace and not abuse it, but 
when you do that and when you have good clients who have that same understanding, it's a recipe for accelerated growth within your business. Can anybody hear my stomach growling? Oh my God. <laughs> Today's one of those days where I just realized that I didn't, I haven't had a proper meal yet. I had a protein shake. <laughs> so I'm gonna be eating after this, but yeah, my stomach is going off right now. And I already walked like three and a half miles on my walking pad. So I need to be like an ambassador for this walking pad because I'm talking about it so freaking much. If you've been thinking about getting a walking pad, do it. It's truly changed my life. My productiveness has never been higher. I have never been so active consistently. It's been, I just can't preach about it enough but I have the exact one that I have linked in my Instagram bio and my TikTok bio on Amazon if you're interested in that one I am obsessed but anyways back to the conversation um I think that the ultimate takeaway for this is that you know sometimes boundaries can become so rigid and start to create the opposite effect of what you're desiring because at the end of the day boundaries without proper communication and proper expectation setting can become really high walls of disconnect and that is not what you want in your business because you truly have to look at the long term um and Again, let me say that this is very nuanced and it depends on the client. It depends on the specific situation and you're not always going to be able to respond. You're not outside of working hours. You're not always going to be able to, you know, step away for 30 minutes and that's okay. But the moments when you do it mean more to your clients than you could ever imagine. So I would take the advice. I mean, even take mine, take my advice with a grain of salt, but take the advice that you see about setting really, really, really strong boundaries and not having that flexibility. Please take it with a grain of salt because I have seen firsthand this come back to bite people in the ass and I have experienced the benefits that come from doing the opposite of that. So I'm going to talk about some goals and kind of some resolutions to this that you can implement or think of in terms of helping you with boundary setting. Okay, so first things first, like I've already mentioned a little bit, try to really put a focus on the transparency, communication, expectation setting up front with your clients and establish that from the beginning and really try to focus on having more flexible boundaries as opposed to having strict boundaries that are black and white that you never deviate from. I think that it's really important to, you know, set boundaries for yourself and what I mean by that is it's super important to focus on your own self-growth and your own communication styles and your you know working on your communication and not taking on the responsibility of others, you know, not feeling guilty when someone, a client maybe invests in you and then they never give you the information you need for tasks and you're struggling to complete them. That's not your responsibility. That's not your guilt to shoulder. So I think that whenever you focus on your own self-growth and your own understanding of other people, and your own willingness to communicate and willingness to work on yourself and have those internal boundaries, that's what can benefit you a lot more than having really rigid outward boundaries towards your client. Um, And an example of this is maybe you set the boundary. This is still a boundary. Um, You could set the boundary of saying, you know, okay, 
two or three times a month, I am going to make an effort to go the extra mile for my client and really wow them and do something unexpected and show that show them that I'm here for them. And that's going to be my limit. I'll do that two or three times a month. And outside of that, I'm going to make sure that I am taking care of myself and being aware of my work-life balance, etc. That's a boundary, but you still have the duality of taking care of yourself while going the extra mile. Also, with that being said, going the extra mile if you have the space to do so. Um, I, I think that oftentimes we have the desire to respond or to do something or to work a little bit later or to respond even if it's on a Saturday. We have the desire to do it, but sometimes in our head we're like, well, that coach told me to set the boundary of never doing that, so I'm not going to do it. But if you have the space to do it and if your intuition and you're naturally feeling pulled to do it, it's far more beneficial and important for you to lean into that intuition and natural feeling that you're getting rather than sticking with something that you think is good for you but doesn't feel right for you in the moment. Next thing is, like I've also slightly mentioned, is to focus on the long-term gain versus the short-term gain. And I think that this is applicable in so many situations. I mean, gosh, you could apply, gosh, (laughs) old man, gee golly. Um, You could apply this to so many different situations. You know, it might feel good to forego an extra task for a client because that's your quote unquote boundary, but it feels even better to wow your clients and to accelerate your business growth in order to achieve true time freedom and true financial freedom, honestly. The reason that I have built a business that is multiple seven figures that has allowed me to buy property, that has allowed me to have the most flexible schedule I've ever had, that's allowed me to travel the world and have investments and spend as much time as I want with my family and friends and pick up and go whenever I want is because of that initial effort that I put in the, the initial going the extra mile that I put in that I continued to do throughout the entirety of my business. So, you know, while it may have been slightly annoying at times for me to step away from what I was doing for 30 minutes to complete a task, all of those add up to you building a business where now in my business, I mean, I still go the extra mile for my students whenever I can. But, you know, obviously I have certain calls and certain obligations that I have to stick to, but I have complete flexibility within my schedule and I have complete flexibility with my financial situation as well. So I am so happy that I did that back then, even though it was slightly annoying to me or it was slightly inconvenient for me to step away or to respond at 7 p.m. or something like that. It's benefited me more than I could ever imagine. The next thing is to really focus on, you know, working hard and getting in there and just getting shit done in the beginning. Obviously, there's a limit to this. I don't want you to burn yourself out. It's very important to listen to your body when you need to take a break, 
do it. Don't just run yourself into the ground. But it's so, so important for you to work really, really hard and get stuff done. And, you know, not just dilly dally and do a couple tasks for your client in an hour when you know you could have done more or, you know, keep pushing things off that you don't feel like doing for your client. The people that are successful the people who you admire, the people who have become booked out and created six-figure businesses from you know, starting as a VA, I have had students who now have six-figure businesses, who are brand designers, who have created agencies, who have been featured in Business Insider, who have built out a team, who travel the world. Those people did not get there by doing the bare minimum and just hoping for the best or, you know, taking some information, applying it, trying it for a little while and then being like, ah, this didn't work for me. I'm just going to go back to what I'm doing. This is just a scam. The super successful people got there by having that balance with your boundaries, working on themselves, working like prioritizing self-growth and their work-life balance while also getting out there, getting stuff done, pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, you know, learning as much as they possibly could, implementing those things, trying new things, trial and error, doing things that other people aren't doing and setting a new standard. That's how those super successful people got there. Okay, next thing and last thing that I want to impart to you <laughs> is to, you know, understand that your client or anyone that you work with or anyone in your life <laughs> also has feelings and also has things that they need to work on themselves. It's more than okay and in fact, it's necessary to meet people halfway and to bend and be flexible at times. You know, I think that even in relationships, sometimes, even in per interpersonal relationships, I mean, in terms of like maybe your partner that you're with, we often hear about how things should be 50-50 and that's just the standard, but that's often not the case. Sometimes you're giving 30 and they're giving 70, and sometimes they're giving 30 and you're giving 70. Not everyone, not everyone's emotions or experiences or struggles are linear and oftentimes you're going to have to meet people where they're at and the same thing applies to your clients you know sometimes someone on my team may be really struggling with mental health and i'm like you know what you take the day off i'm going to take care of this thing that is technically your task i'm going to take care of it it's no big deal i got you so I'm going even further than halfway in those scenarios, right? And then there's some days where I'm sick or I'm just feeling off or something bad has happened to me and my team is like, don't even worry about it. We've got you. We're going to handle this. We will take on those extra tasks that you were going to work on today. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're thinking about boundaries and when you're working with clients or students or anyone in your business or having a relationship with anyone in your life it's not always 50 50 and sometimes you are going to have to bend those boundaries and you are going to have to step up and sometimes they're going to have to step up for you and that's what really builds a strong relationship that lasts for a very long time so that's my hot take, warm take, I don't know, <laughs> on boundaries. Um, 
Like I said, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long, long time. I was a little bit nervous too, but I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this and to, you know, know if or to hear if you've had a certain experience with this or if you disagree with me, let me know. I'm always up for a combo. Um, if you agree with me, let me know. Make me feel better about my <laughs> my warm tick. Um, but yeah. Please head over to the post that we made about this on this episode on Instagram and let me know in the comments what your thoughts are because I really, really would love to know. I think this is a very interesting conversation and one that's had a lot of attention over the last year and I'm super interested in starting, you know, a conversation on the other side of it. So I hope that everyone has an amazing last week of January. I can't believe that we're almost in February. Where does the time go? I think time is moving faster now that I'm getting older. I turned 26 this month, which is really, really weird for me. I feel like 21 is monumental, 25 is monumental, and then 30 is monumental. And those years in between, I remember being like 23 and feeling like this is such a weird age. Like I feel like it's just like a, I don't know. I feel like it doesn't exist. But yeah, being 26 is weird and it's weird, but I'm also excited because I feel like I, every year I just know myself so much more and my business helps me know myself so much more and I'm so looking forward to this year. I think I'm going to talk on the closing episode, which will be next Monday. I think I'm going to talk about some, you know, goals and kind of overarching themes that I want to focus on in 2023 and maybe give you some inspo for yours. But yeah, I hope everyone has an amazing week. Please rate and review the podcast and I'll love you forever. And I will talk to you on Instagram and on our closing episode next week. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at the Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? <laughs> Talk to you next time.